This is the Huskies Game Prep Podcast with your hosts, Sam Getzinger and Joey Erickson. And welcome in to the Husky Game Prep Podcast, episode number one. You heard it right. The St. Cloud State Athletics Department now has a podcast available on your podcast platform streaming sites. So we're very excited for this. I'm Sam Getzinger. I'm Joey Erickson. And this is a new thing for St. Cloud State University, the Athletics Department, and especially for us. This is going to be a a great time. Uh, The Husky Game Prep name for some of you, may sound familiar. Uh, this kind of was started in the quarantine era that we were all faced with uh, back in 2020. Uh, the athletics department started this. It was hosted by myself, and what we did is we we brought in athletes, we brought in coaches, talked about the season that's going to come, what they were doing in quarantine. Well, now quarantine. Well, we can't say COVID is gone. Obviously, it's it's kind of there here and there, but we're away from the Zoom era almost, which is refreshing. In a sense. Absolutely. So it gives us a chance to actually have face-to-face conversations with some of these athletes, coaches, and and really bring spotlight to them as well. So that's why we're kind of starting this is Uh we we just wanted to bring light to, you know, some of the, the great people we have in the athletic department. And what what we decided to have this in a podcast form. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many video elements to to what we do here at St. Cloud State. Why not have something that you can listen to? At any facet of your day, driving down the road, going to work out, going to walk to class, going to walk to work, whatever it may be, and you want to mm-hmm. catch up with St. Cloud State Athletics, that's what we want to be here uh, for you. So this is going to be a lot of fun. So there's the history mm-hmm. of the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. Let's introduce ourselves a little bit so you're not just listening to uh, two <laughs> random people just spewing off information about St. Cloud State mm-hmm. University. Uh, I'll start with myself. I'm Sam Getzinger. Uh, Joey and I are both seniors here at St. Cloud State University. I am originally from from New Prague, Minnesota, which is about two hours south of St. Cloud, the central Minnesota area. So I've kind of had uh, a little bit of an ear to St. Cloud State University. Obviously, I grew more into uh, to know about St. Cloud State Athletics when I came here. Uh, I'm very involved with student media here on campus, working with our campus radio station, our campus television station, uh, Husky Productions. If you're able to watch some SCSU men's hockey games on Fox 9 Plus this past year, uh, I was the in-studio host. So if you remember the, vo- the voice sounds from familiar. That may be uh, where it's from, or you may see us on some other uh, St. Cloud State Athletics content. Uh, We do produce out a lot of that, so we're very excited to be here with you. Uh, Joey, give us a little spiel about uh, you. Well, I'm from Dallas, Texas, which you'll probably be hearing quite a bit throughout this podcast. I uh, I had no shame bringing that up whenever I can. Uh, I came to St. Cloud State really to, you know, to pursue this. Sports broadcasting, that's why I came here a thousand miles away from home, but really immersed myself in all things St. Cloud State Hustle athletics and uh, kind of similar to you I've you know been involved with the on-campus radio station UTVS I uh, was with Husky Productions uh, for about three years as well I was a producer last year so I, I was trying to make you look pretty the entire time so that's uh, that was my job and I want to say you did I well I appreciate it you know I mean <laughs> it's hard to make the first me look game good. of the season I I I did not make you look pretty. That's okay. But after that, I think we really pulled it together. We did. So, but yeah, but that's kind of my background, and now we've obviously started this. I'm very excited to be here. Obviously, St. Cloud is my new home. 
This has yes, been my is. new home for the past four years, and uh, I've been able to uh, enjoy this journey with you as well. I'm excited to get started on a new path here as well. So this is episode number one. So let's kind of run you through how these formats uh, w- will go throughout these episodes. So what we're going to do is uh, we will recap everything that you may have missed over a given weekend in St. Cloud State mm-hmm. Athletics. Things are starting to really pick up now as we get towards the month of September. That's when things for St. Cloud State get into full swing of things. Preseason starts to come to an end. We'll talk about some preseason action here in just a moment. Uh, we're also going to bring in a guest every week from the St. Cloud State Athletics Department, something we are very excited about. Episode number one, uh, we'll have Sean Holmes, one of the newest members of the St. Cloud State uh, coaching staff uh, with the brand new, brand spanking new uh, men's <laughs> soccer team. So we'll get uh, his thoughts on everything that's going on with that. He'll give us uh, some detailed information. And every week we'll have a player, we'll have a coach, uh, someone uh, that is going to have be a really fun conversation to, to listen to. So that's very exciting. And then we'll wrap up the show with uh, just a preview of what's going to happen in the upcoming weekend or week of St. Cloud State Athletics. So uh, should be very excited. A lot of knowledge. We're going to have fun. We're not going to mm-hmm. try to be too serious. We are not serious people. <laughs> no, not uh, at all. No. So, You've come so, to learn that pretty fast. Yeah, so, so this is going to be a good time. So <laughs> let, let's hop into our, our first segment of the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. Uh, let's kind of review what has happened in St. Cloud State Athletics. Some things we missed, and I think we'd be remiss not to give a shout-out to three Huskies, one former Husky that is making some big waves at the international hockey level. And of course, we're talking about current Huskies in Yanina Newland, Clara Himlarova, and a former Husky in Laura Kluga that are making some big waves at the uh, International Ice Hockey Federation World Championship, which is almost like the Super Bowl. Besides the Olympics, it's like the Super Bowl of international hockey. Yeah, pretty much. And then, you know, at the beginning of the summer, this uh, world championship was canceled. And, yeah. you know, a lot of these girls were heartbroken because they all went back home to train. And, you know, they worked really hard to even make their teams. And then they find out it's canceled. So they're really excited to get back out on the ice and compete for their country. I know they're having a great time uh, in Canada right now. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, big shout-out to the three of the Huskies. Laura Kluga, she became pretty famous for a little bit with her ukulele yeah, skills as yeah. well on social media. I don't know if you saw that. They had to uh, uh, quarantine in Calgary, uh, Canada. Mm -hmm. That's in Canada. And uh, (laughs) I had to think about that for a second. So they they had a quarantine there. And of course, what do you do for five days? You bring a ukulele, you you, you pick the strings a little bit. Mm -hmm. So she got some some run on that, which was really cool to see. But uh, there's two pools in the IIHF World Championships. Yanina Newland uh, playing in Pool A with Finland. Clara Himlarova and Laura Kluga in Pool B. Clara in uh, for the Czech Republic and Laura for Germany. And um, th- they all had some very good success. The mm-hmm. Czechs were the in the top spot out of the prelims. So they kind of do a round robin. Then they go into a, a tournament bracket to go uh, figure out what the final seedings are in the international level. Uh, the Czechs were the top spot after the prelims in Pool B with a 4-0 record. Pretty impressive stuff. They were a really fun team to watch uh, throughout the prelims. Germans finished third. Laura's team finished third behind Japan. Uh, so two Huskies in the top three of Pool B. Uh, Yanina Newland in Finland, uh, they they finished third in Pool A behind, guess... USA and Canada. Yeah, uh, a couple <laughs> po- couple powerhouses over yeah. there. So big congratulations to all three of them. Uh, looking at some of the stats from uh, their time in Calgary, Clara Himlarova, one assist and a strong plus minus a plus three. Not surprised there. That's one of her yep. best assets is yeah. her, uh, her two-way game. So right. plus three, that's uh, pretty much on par. Yep, so she played really well. Yanina Nguyen also is playing really well. Finland not quite done as of yet, depending on what time mm-hmm. you are listening to this podcast. Uh, she's netted one goal already in this tournament, so 
think she congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does a lot of scoring when she's here at the <laughs> Herbert's National Hockey best. Center as well. Uh, Laura Kluga, uh, their time. So the Germans and the Czechs uh, are done. We'll talk about where they finished in their seating here in a second. But uh, Laura also finished with a positive plus minus at mm-hmm. plus one. So big congratulations to her as well. Uh, as I mentioned, Czechs and Germans are done in the IIHF. Uh, the Czechs finished seventh in the overall rankings, and the Germans finished eighth. Uh, the top ten uh, get in the rankings. So mm-hmm. the big congratulations, Finland. Uh, still trying to see where they will end up. They just lost recently to the USA. They have another game coming up here very soon. So big congratulations to those th- those three. Uh, we're excited to get them back on campus. Absolutely, it's going to be a uh, you know fun year for St. Cloud State yeah. women's hockey as well. A lot of returning faces and uh, a lot of new ones as well. Speaking of some returning faces and uh, keeping it uh, with uh, the theme of hockey, men's hockey. They had a uh, open practice at Burnix Arena just uh, a couple, well, really about a week ago on August twenty seventh uh, up in Sartell, Minnesota. It was pretty cool. Uh, got a lot of fans out there to watch some of the new faces come in. Uh, there's some excitement with some of the new players you get to watch as well as a lot of the old ones as well, like Easton Brodzinski making yeah. a return after you know, a heartbreaking injury in the NCAA playoffs last year. And obviously you got some big names like Luke Jaycox coming back. David Rennick's going to be in between the pipes. So you got a lot of those guys that are back uh, looking to make another national championship run. And some of those new faces as well. I know you're going to be big on some of these uh, freshman mm-hmm. new incoming guys and uh, so you know there are some new players to, to look out for and I know Sam you're pretty high on one of them. Well yeah and, <laughs> and before we get into who are some of our new players that we want to look out for the season open practice in Burnix Arena over at Sartell recently and uh, we unfortunately unable to attend but we were talking to a lot of people mm-hmm. in attendance and, and the, the scouting report I heard David Rennick was looking fantastic Spencer Meyer had a very saucy move on a shootout <laughs> That's very cool coming from them. Uh, Easton Brodzinski looks like he hasn't missed a beat as well. So those are some good news. Now, some players that we are kind of keen on looking for in this 2021-22 season. Mm -hmm. For me, personally, being a Minnesota guy, I'm excited to watch the wild draft uh, draft pick Mm -hmm. in uh, Jack Peart come to the ice of the Herbrooks National Hockey Center. I think he's going to do really well. Well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, all signs point that way. He's, he's, you know, kind of a two-way guy, and, you know, he's a modern-day defenseman, I would say. Uh, that's oh, the type yeah. of, you know, kind of like a Jack Sean type, a little bit smaller, but he moves the puck extremely well. He can find the back of the net. He's going to be a great facilitator, and he might find a lot of playing time this year as well. Obviously, there's going to be some shakes up, uh, shake up in the, the defensive core for St. Cloud this year with some of the departures, but it'll be interesting to see how he fares this year, and a lot of excitement coming from Mr. Minnesota Hockey. And he elected to go back to Grand Rapids High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was going to stay in the junior level over the USHL, uh, and then elected to go back to uh, by Grand Rapids and just see where their season would end up and that was very exciting news for the state of hockey uh, and just to be able to watch him play at the high school level was fantastic and very fun to see and now it's uh, very cool to see him in the Cardinal in black. Uh, not just myself and you are very excited to see him here at the Herbrooks National Hockey Center but pretty much all of Husky Nation was uh, happy to have him sign mm-hmm. uh, back when he did a couple of months ago. Now speaking of D-men uh, you have one that's high on your list as well. Yeah, Lukey. He's pretty good as well and he's from uh, Minnetonka Mm-hmm. powerhouse program. A former Husky captain was pretty good from there as well. Do you remember his name? Ooh, Jimmy. Jimmy <laughs> yeah. Schultz. Yeah. Old Jimmy Schultz. So uh, that's a, a program that's just pumping out some uh, really good uh, defensemen for St. Cloud State. And uh, I think he's going to be another one of those guys that's young. We'll see how much uh, he gets to step on the ice as well. But there's a lot of opportunity for these young guys to make a big impact. We saw Vietti Mietnin last year. Yep. He was the freshman that kind of you know burst onto the scene. And I think 
guys like Peart and uh, Lukey are going to be the type of freshmen that are going to make an yeah. impact this so, year. So Jack Peart coming in and uh, Josh Lukey, uh, who's also going to be joining his former teammate uh, with the Skippers and Joe Molinar. So so that mm-hmm. will be a, a lot of fun. So it'll be cool to watch them. Their season's not coming up for, uh, uh, I'd say September about... September 18th, yeah, I think, is uh, the first game. Is right? it really that quick? Is it? I think it's the beginning of October. No? You yeah. you look at that real quick while I uh, uh, let everybody know what's mm-hmm. going on because we do have some SESU yeah. athletics uh, that are taking place right now and uh, we had some teams in action at uh, the campus of St. Cloud State University this past weekend. One of them being volleyball and they finished up their preseason with a couple of exhibition matchups against Southwest Minnesota State and uh, Division Three Northwestern out of St. Paul and Joey we were able to be mm-hmm. at those matches and uh, this volleyball team has not missed a beat from 2019 we can say that with all certainty but uh, what really stuck out to us before the SMSU match is if you look at the overall history between the Mustangs and the Huskies in volleyball the Mustangs out of 25 matches have won 23 they won 23 straight and then the past two years St. Cloud has won two straight that's Mm -hmm. in regular season play but in that exhibition over this past weekend St. Cloud State was able to pick up four straight sets uh, against the Mustangs so that has to be a big uh, a big momentum booster going into the regular season. Yeah, they got to be really confident. The NSIC is one of the the best, you know, conferences at all Division 2 volleyball. And you know, in 2019, the Huskies came into it a little bit off the radar, you know, not a lot of people knew what they were going to get for them and they put on one of the best seasons in program history. So now they're coming in ranked 3rd in the NSIC in the preseason poll, also number 16 in the AVCA preseason poll. So mm-hmm. that's nationally. That's a that's a big time thing right there. Seventh time in program history. They are ranked both in those polls, so it should be really fun to watch this team. And, and you know, they walloped the Mustangs; they really they did. did four straight. And the uh, Mustangs were no slouch; uh, no. they had a lot mm-hmm. of good talent on their side of the net. Yeah, so you know, and you got a lot of returning faces as well for the St. Cloud State volleyball team. You know, you got the powerhouse and Lindsey Rachel, the outside yep. hitter, that's just going to pretty much everything off of her hands a cannon. Yeah, and it's going to yep. find hardwood at some point. You have Maddie Torvey; she's returning after uh, with the you know COVID schedule, so she's able to come back. She's probably back, maybe her fifth, sixth. Year it now. is her fifth year yeah. with the COVID year, yeah. Yeah, fifth year, and she's setting up Lindsay Rachel all the time. So you have two of those kind of core, uh, core ladies for the St. Cloud State women's volleyball team there, but there's a lot of new faces as well, and I know you like some of the freshmen that we got to see this oh, past oh, weekend. The freshmen, or not not even just the freshmen, but some of the newer True. faces that yeah. did not play in 2020 that got some action in this exhibition mm-hmm. uh, that really stuck out in our eyes when we were watching. Uh, just to list them off here, and then we'll talk about them. Keely Kirshner, uh, McKenna Holman, Natalie Tesh, and Morgan Bowfield, a transfer mm-hmm. from Northern State. Uh, those play- And Kenzie Foley. Can't forget about yeah. Kenzie Foley on the outside. Almost mm-hmm. a taller version of uh, of Lindsay Rachel, they all performed very well in that exhibition, and and that's not to discredit everybody else uh, on the program. Mm-hmm. They all worked very well, and we haven't uh, yet talked about that Northwestern match, but that finished. They played four sets. Saint Cloud mm-hmm. won two. Northwestern, uh, one of the, a top twenty team at the Division three level, won two as well. They brought in some good talent, and you could tell that uh, head coach Chad Bregelman was just trying to see what uh, what rotations would work, uh, what what new mixes would work, and uh, for the most part, they all did. Yeah. Northwestern 
Western just came in. Uh, they were rested. Uh, St. Cloud coming one match into another. Uh, they were able to pick up a couple of sets, but those were a couple of high-intensity matches, Absolutely. and uh, some of those players were really good standouts. Yeah, it was a lot of fun seeing some of the, the new freshman faces, and there's a lot of returners as well that we didn't even mention, like Phoebe Rossi. Oh, yeah. It's hard to believe she's a junior already. It seems yeah. like you know just a, a week ago, she was just coming into the program and getting some time as a freshman, so it's uh, it, it's really exciting. This team is coming in with a little bit of target on their back, and you know nothing comes easy in the NSIC. Any given day, uh, you can get beat, so they have to be on their toes, and I think they will be, and they're going to have a lot of impactful players that we maybe not, or really we didn't see in 2019. Right. So it's going to be, uh, it should be a fantastic year, and they got a, a couple of fun uh, tournaments coming up as well before we start NSIC play, which we'll touch on a little bit later. Yep, we'll talk on that uh, after our guest comes in. Uh, again, stick around here on the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. Uh, head coach of the men's soccer team, the new men's soccer team, Sean Holmes, will be joining us here in a couple of moments. Uh, we had some other action at the at the campus of St. Cloud State University over at the Husky Stadium. Uh, what do we have over there? Well, we had women's soccer. Yeah. They uh, played a preseason game against the College of St. Benedict's, and uh, weirdly, you have a little bit of connection. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't going to bring it up, it. but uh, uh, so the College <laughs> of St. Benedict's uh, out of St. Joe's, our, our neighboring school mm-hmm. uh, just down the road. Uh, my mom actually started that women's soccer program. Yeah. I brought her back over there the other week. Yeah. Uh, she was very excited to see all awesome. that. So it's good that they're uh, coming well, up I, and facing off against St. I don't know why you State. wouldn't mention it. I think that's so cool. Yeah. You started a college soccer program. Why not? Well, I mean, if you look at my family, we're not the most athletic, <laughs> uh, not the most athletic looking group. But back in the day, yeah. we had some yeah, athletic genes in but, us. Uh, Anyways, uh, to touch on the game uh, that we're talking about, it was a 1-1 draw, 28th minute, uh, St. Benedict scored, that was Ollie Voss, she found the net, and then in the 82nd minute, it was Nicole Freeze. she tied things up for St. Cloud State, and then after that, nothing else happened, yep. and they finished in a 1-1 draw in the preseason, so uh, good for them to uh, get a little tune-up before play starts as well. And it's good to see Nicole Freeze get mm-hmm. back in the goal tally as well, she's been a name that's been with the program for some time, uh, prolific goal scorer here for the women's program as well. So a 1-1 draw in the exhibition. Uh, I mean, you haven't faced a tough competition. I shouldn't say tough competition. You haven't faced a lot of competition yeah. uh, in a while due to all the circumstances we had recently. So good to see them back in action. Uh, their regular season is starting up here very soon. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll touch on that in a little bit. So after the women's game at Husky Stadium this past weekend, the men's team made their home opening debut. They took on the Blue Golds out of UW-Eau Claire. That game also ended in a draw, but this time there was no scoring. It was a nil-nil draw. Uh, the play was blown in the 83rd minute, so right when it was about to, uh, right when it was about to conclude. But mm-hmm. due to lightning. Uh, y- y- in well, an exhibition, uh, yeah. I understand that in a regular season game, you may want to hold that yeah. off and, and try to see what the Lightning will surpass. But in an exhibition, let's safe than yeah. sorry, let's get uh, people away from that. Yeah, and to speak on that day in general, we had a tornado warning. Yes, we the, did. Like yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. So it was probably lucky they even got to play that much. <laughs> so they got pretty much you know the entirety of the game in. So I think they were excited that the women's and men's team both were able to go out in Husky Stadium, show some skills, and uh, get a little preseason work as well. And, yeah, and it into lightning, but uh, all things considered, it's probably good they got that much time in anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, very exciting to see them come to uh, Husky Stadium, make their home debut. We'll talk with uh, Coach Holmes. He'll give us a full rundown on everything like that. But uh, their regular season starting up as well. And some good news for the men's soccer team. They're ranked sixth. They're now playing the GLIAC. 
in the yeah. Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. So uh, they're ranked sixth in the preseason polls out of eight teams, and they have yet to play a regular season match. So they're tied <laughs> six uh, with Norwood. Saginaw Valley State holds that top spot in uh, that conference. So uh, we're very excited to see how their season's going to come up. We'll save the news on uh, the men's soccer team for our first guest that's going to join us here on the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. That's the new head coach of the team in Sean Holmes. That's coming your way after this. Husky fans, the wait is over. One of the best years in St. Cloud State Athletics history is upon us, and we got a brand spanking new website as well. SCSUtickets.com makes it easier than ever to watch your favorite Husky athletic teams live and in person, so you better go to SCSUtickets.com right now, purchase your season or single game tickets, and return to some of the best action in all of Minnesota. This is a year you don't want to miss. Once again, SCSUtickets.com. Go there to get those tickets today. Sam, have you done that yet? I, I bought every single one. Awesome. Yeah, okay. I'm not missing a single thing. Okay, well, if you're not going to miss a single thing, listeners can't miss a single thing either. So get yes. your seat, have fun, be there, be loud, go Huskies. Now back to the podcast. Episode one of the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. Sam Getzinger, Joey Erickson, now joined alongside our first guest, ever Uh, our inaugural guest entering his inaugural season as the new head coach of the SESU men's soccer team it's uh, head coach Sean Holmes coach how you doing today I'm fantastic. I'm uh, I'm honored to be so historic. Yeah, you've made a lot of history recently. Mm-hmm. Well, I am a unique individual. Well, that, that is very true. Hey, we want to talk about you being a unique individual. I want to start uh, by getting to know how you got into the game of soccer. Where's the very <clears throat> beginning? The very beginning is yeah. an accident of my neighborhood. Is it? So I grew up in the city in Ottawa, Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, three hundred yards to the south of my house was a housing project where uh, there was basketball and hockey. Uh, 200 yards to the east of my house was a baseball diamond. And uh, in that very same park, which was a former hunting range, hence Range Road, Um. uh, uh, along our four block street, which uh, overlooked the Rideau River, there were 50 plus embassies. Really? And uh, we weren't too far, <coughs> excuse me, from the uh, Ottawa University of Ottawa, uh, which had a huge francophone population, and therefore lots of uh, guys from North and West Africa. Um, but uh, on this on this embassy row, uh, people went out to play, and so there were three main games going on from the very start. Uh, there was a uh, French West African game. Uh, which had uh, its divisions between people who uh, who came from former French or Belgian colonies. Mm-hmm. So there was always a tension between those guys, and um, that was always uh, that was always the, the 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 sort of the the internal referee was whoever was oldest. The elder of the game decided how the rules went, and there was in fact a gravel path across the middle of the field uh, that occasionally a little kid would bike through. You know, in the middle of the game. And then in the middle of the park, there was a uh, the Soviet Union. We're talking hardcore Cold War now, 70s and really? 80s. Um, the, the, the guys would come from the Soviet Union, and their game was not, you know, trees and bushes demarking the, uh, the, the sort of the perimeter of the field. They put down cones, and they had hockey goals. Mm. Wow. And uh, the guy in charge of that game was not necessarily the oldest guy, but whoever was the highest sort of KGB guy 
within it. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, uh, someone would come by and take pictures of them or a video camera. Remember, this is like 1977, right? right? Wow. And then the game would terminate. They would just stop and pick yeah, up the I game imagine. because this was you know, mm-hmm. CIA, who mm-hmm. spies, whoever were watching the game, and that was the end of the game. But because my dad had been a hockey guy and knew some of the Soviets, and that's how I got invited into that game. And then the third game that was closest to our house was all random guys. Middle Eastern guys, Syrians, Jordanians, uh, Costa Ricans, Hondurans, and then lots of East Europeans. And amongst the East Europeans, um, you know, when you're a kid, Yugoslavia is Yugoslavia mm-hmm. until you learn that Yugoslavia is not Yugoslavia. So Macedonians hated Serbs, hated Bosnians, hated Albanians, hated Kosovars, hated Slovenia. You know, these guys were always arguing about something. And I showed up at uh, probably eight, nine, or 10 and just joined games of men. Which is wow. weird when I look mm. back in retrospect. Did you my, hold? Did you hold your own a little bit? I think no one ever kicked me. Yeah, you know, but yeah. They were nice to me. Right. Um, I wore running shoes. I don't even know. I had cleats at first, and and so by accident, you know, the game the game was the game was soccer. Well, you know, I still played mm. baseball because yeah. I love yeah. my Expos. If you right. listen to my sports, oh, yeah. they oh, yeah. love my Expos, and I loved hockey. Um, but soccer just sort of became a thing. Well, it's interesting, too. I mean, it was truly international just in one country that you lived in at the time with all the different people you were playing with. <coughs> soccer <laughs> is has been the game of immigrants mm-hmm. because those guys, uh, you know, probably one of the great equalizing factors of soccer is right. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're big or small. Yep. Uh, I went to the basketball courts, and the biggest guys prospered. <laughs> you go to a hockey rink, the toughest guys kill mm-hmm. you. You go to a soccer field, you can survive with guile and skill and speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, proximity. If I if I live five blocks over, I'm playing baseball, football, and soccer or hockey all the time, and, and probably not even getting exposed to soccer. So kind of almost by happenstance mm-hmm. of where you grew up, you're into the 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 game of soccer and. Much like my life. Right. We're, yeah. we're very happy that you are in yeah, the game of soccer. You. So you go from that interesting circumstance mm. from there, uh, and then tell us about uh, the come up. Uh, did you play in college? And then we'll talk about your coaching experience. My experience is uh, not too much different than uh, you know any American kid's experience mm-hmm. now, right? I played high school soccer. Um, we had uh, I played at the back. I was a sweeper, which is barely a position anymore. And the guy beside me, uh, Abraham Badawi, also helped drive his dad's cab on the weekends. And uh, so, you know, there were no Saturday practices. Right. People had jobs. <laughs> and uh, again, all of us were immigrants. At, at one point, when I played down my youth soccer team, a club like kids would play here with CMYSA, uh, I was one of, though I was born overseas by accident, um, I was one of two kids on the team whose both parents were Canadian. Wow. Right? Oh. Who were born and raised in Canada. Oh. Um, every guy was from from somewhere, right? From somewhere. So the the Canadian soccer presence is that uh, outside of a situation like you? Is it very prominent uh, to someone who's not familiar with it? Yeah, it is. You know, Alfonso Davies is starting yeah. left back for for Bayern Munich. Is again, you know, an immigrant who came to mm-hmm. Canada, and 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 so uh, it, it's sort of the entry sport, right? Like right. I I. Um, growing up, raising our family in Des Moines, I tried to get my kids to play hockey, and once a year I would mm-hmm. take a couple sticks and we would go in the cul-de-sac and just try and play some road hockey, right? Yeah. No interest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the thought mm-hmm. of it, right, you know, when we signed up, when I signed up my kids for soccer, I think the first time we paid $40 and we went and got some used cleats somewhere at uh, played against sports. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, to play hockey as much as I love it, right? Yeah. The entry, unless you're really all in, 
you don't sort of try it like right. maybe, especially if you're a place like Des Moines. Now, Minnesota and Canada, it's different. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But still, if you if you're if you're an immigrant and 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 you've come to Canada, and and you're just concerned with feeding your family, then then getting your uh, getting your family equipped to play hockey is difficult. That's why mm. PK Subban is such an exception. Right? Yes, I yeah, think they're yeah. from uh, yeah. they're Trinidad or Guyanese, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the exception rather than the rule. Well, yeah, the access to a sport is everything, and um, soccer is one of the easiest. Uh, yeah. It makes it easier, and uh, it's a lot easier <clears throat> to uh, get a bunch of friends to come play too. And like baseball, you're gonna gotta have nine guys, <laughs> and, yeah, no, no, and, no. and that's too hard. So I mean, it's it's really interesting, and it's uh, you know it's a great sport to break barriers as well. So uh, we talk about a little bit your journey. So you went to Carleton University. Yep, you got a Not, master's degree. What was well, that? I didn't in? go to the I didn't go to the super prestigious Carleton in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, you didn't go to the one in North. No, no, no. no, no. I went Ottawa. to Carleton in Canada, and again, it was a, an accident. Right, I I wanted to go somewhere else, mm. but a bunch of my club soccer buddies were going there. Mm. And uh, the the coach, the assistant at the time, was like, Glenn Shirtliff said, why, why don't we just try and do something local and really build something? And, you know, by my sophomore year, second year, as we say in Canada, by my sophomore year, we uh, we lost in the national championship on penalties, mm-hmm. and we were pretty good. And um, I think, I want to say nine of the 11 starters were from Ottawa, from my hometown, which yeah. was kind of pretty cool, guys I'd grown up with. And then uh, I, uh, on a dare... Uh, I went to uh, the University of Kansas for graduate school and with no intention of doing soccer stuff. What was the dare? <laughs> well, the economy, there were no jobs in Canada. Yeah, yeah there were no jobs. And my, my friend, the guy who had recruited me, the assistant coach, Glenn, said, uh, you know, we have a club soccer team at Kansas, so you could go to graduate school and you could kind of sort of play mm-hmm. a bit, right? And I had played very unsuccessfully as a professional for, for very little money uh, for a short period of time. So it didn't seem... You know, it's not like I walked away from a million dollar contract. I think it was two fifty a week, right. Ni- nineteen eighty seven dollars, right. of course. And uh, next thing you know, um, I- I'm playing with the Kansas club, so we're we're the Jayhawks, mm-hmm. right? And and we're pretty good. We won uh, two Big Eight championships, mm. if we remember the Big Eight, yep. yeah. which maybe we'll be back to the Big Eight here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a couple uh, teams leaving. Yeah, so so we did that, and it was fun, and I made a lot of friends, and it was the first time I'd played soccer for a long time where it's just like purely for fun. Yeah, right. Oh, which good. which was that's nice. Good. And um, uh, then the next thing you know, this job popped up at Baker University, and uh, really it was because I was a poor graduate student. And it offered six thousand yeah. dollars, and in my oh, mind, yeah. I was like five hundred dollars a month. That is just mm-hmm. absolute. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't turn that down. Right, that's uh, especially jumping yeah. from that. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. And that's nineteen eighty nine. I was yeah. in very yep. you know frozen pizza and ramen mode at that point. <laughs> oh, in my that's life. where we're yeah. at right now. That's where we're it's at. It's a great right. time. Enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah, Got to watch the figure sometimes yeah. though. So we're working on it. Uh, talk about your coaching career. This is not your first rodeo uh, as a head coach. Uh, uh, you spent a lot of time at Drake. Uh, how was that? It was good, you know. I, it's it's kind of funny, <clears throat> as you know. We have a uh, Division two, Division one, mm-hmm. interesting model of uh, college athletics here. Um, I, I was at, at Drake, and uh, being at a mid major is a challenge, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially been daunting since uh, really since the creation of the Big Ten Network, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys remember <clears throat> Michigan. The very do you know the very first game ever on the Big Ten Network football? No, game? I do not. Uh, Michigan getting upset by Appalachian State. Well, that no was the way. very first. That's the game. very first. I didn't game know that was televised. the first game. <laughs> I read that in the Wall Street Journal, so I believe it to be a fact. <laughs> and but but it actually you know the, the sort of 
<coughs> weird that it should be that first game, but it ushers in a whole new yeah. level mm-hmm. of, of, you know, BCS and the Power 5 blow up. And when you're not there, it's it's challenging, mm-hmm. right? The, the Ivy League sometimes in the Big East kind of hang around the edge and occasionally Conference USA, but... Being at ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12 school is is really everything. The SEC doesn't sponsor right. soccer, uh, nor does the Big Twelve. So, um, it was it was fun. We had some great success. Uh, we went on a great run to the Elite Eight uh, and, and knocked off a number four seed Ohio State. Mm. We beat Boston College six to four, which is still I think the highest scoring game for like the last thirty five years in the NCAA tournament. And then we lost the North Carolina Tar Heels. And uh, <clears throat> that was fun, but but it was a grind, yeah. right? It is yeah. a grind when you have uh, you don't have a lot of resources, don't have a lot of facilities, mm-hmm. and so it's funny when, when, to get to a place that uh, I'd heard about but never been to, and then to see the tremendous resources we have in the facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that stadium next to Mississippi, I, yeah. I, I love, and mm-hmm. so every day I kind of feel uh, I pinch myself that um, wow, here we are, and, and to start something new. Um, you know, I'm correcting only my own mistakes, not someone mm. else's. <laughs> well, yeah, it's very impressive. I mean, you've pretty much won wherever you've gone as, as a head coach. I mean, what did you learn from Baker? So that was your first head <clears throat> catching job, then going to Drake, and then uh, performing so well. You, you have to find who you want in your tribe. Mm-hmm. you got to find out what, what guys uh, want to be at a school of 850 students in, in uh, small-town Kansas. Uh, it was about... 19-minute drive to Lawrence, Kansas, where KU yep. is, and Taco Bell, which at the time was no, important. That's a big, that's my, a big one. And, it's a big and recruiting I, so, purpose. So I had, here's, my team was uh, Kansas guys, not yeah. even necessarily Kansas yeah. City because they were a little too fancy for us, and guys from Southern California. By luck, I got a, a pipeline through a, through a guy who helped us out. And then I went to Evansville uh, in Indiana, and again, uh, was there some local guys we got a little pipeline in Kansas City, and we had St. Louis guys. But but Indianapolis guys didn't want to come south. No, they felt that yeah, they felt that uh, Evansville was in Kentucky, and no, it was really? just a little too far south <laughs> for them, uh, culturally, so to speak. And then when I got to Drake, you got to find which guys work. And so we 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 got all as best we could the best guys in the state of uh, of Iowa, and uh, I, then we had a little Kansas City pipeline again, hmm. five or six guys that made a difference. And so when we got when I got here, it was like, who wants to be here? Right. Who wants to be here? And uh, uh, for 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 some kids, St. Cloud State was too close, and for some mm-hmm. it was too far, and for some it was too big, and for some it was too small, and for some it was too uh, Stearns County. Yeah. And for some, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, there were all yeah. kinds of you, you know uh, you got to figure out who it is that wants to be your place, and then you've got to figure out who wants to. Some guys didn't want to start something from scratch. They wanted to go where there's an established tradition. Yeah, And uh, I will tell you this, we recruited off the strength of the other existing programs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hockey, going to the national championship never hurts. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> if you're in Minnesota, mm-hmm. you're, you're excited about our program. Wrestling, winning five national championships, right? And, and, and those guys don't even, to them, wrestling probably is WWE, right? Like John yeah, yeah, Cena right, and stuff right. like that. You know, The Rock. Mm-hmm. But to them, they know that excellence existed here. Um, uh, and then, you know, like 
a lot of our kids, Jim Eisenreich, right? Mm-hmm. Big time mm-hmm. baseball player. Like, yeah. Oh, he played yep. here, right? Now, for the kids, they didn't know that, but a lot of the dads like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I know yep. who that guy is. And then all of a sudden, you're building off something. So um, that was really what we had nothing, but it, in fact, we had something. Mm-hmm. I want to so, touch on that recruiting process a little bit more. We had the opportunity <clears throat> to go to a lot of high school games in central Minnesota last year and almost seemed like wherever we would go, you were there in the stands watching whether that be your son or, or some other talent. Uh, did your coaching staff and you kind of come in with, let's see if we can make this a, a central Minnesota team, a Minnesota team? But I see there's a lot of international <coughs> players as well. No, in fact, yeah. they haven't done a very good job. We haven't done a very good job getting central Minnesota. Um, the the uh, Our goal from the very start, from my 10.01 at my 10 yeah. o'clock interview, was like, we're going to be Minnesota. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. look at the roster ton of Minnesota guys. The Iowans are sort of a leftover act, you know, yep, accident yep. from where I was. Uh, I don't think we have any Wisconsin guys now. We've got Not one from, I, each, yep, yep. from each Dakota. Um, so slowly, you know, that will come. But the central Minnesota has not produced the guys at the level that we're going to need to compete at. Mm-hmm. And the biggest reason uh, is I, I'm deeply conflicted about this. I love uh, that, you know, I told you I played basketball growing up. Uh, backup point guard for a city championship team. Backup point oh, guard. Not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All-star catcher in, in baseball. Wow. Love Gary Carter. Love mm-hmm. Gary Carter from the Expos. Um, but I played everything, as yeah. most kids do. But there comes a point, you know, at some point in your development where you got to focus in a little bit more because the competition does. So mm-hmm. uh, central Minnesota kids play soccer for three months a year. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, they're playing yeah. hockey, they're yeah. playing baseball, they're they're golfing, they're doing other things, and the kids in the cities are playing eleven months a year. Yeah. And oh, you, you can't you can't make up that difference. Uh, my my son, in fact, commutes to Maple Grove, you know, three to four times a week to play for a club there, because that's what you have to do. Yeah. And and <clears throat> there's no guy. Uh, you know, I always follow all the press releases. You know, on the other teams, there's no hockey guy where they go. And he was all state. This is now. There's always the Jalen Suggs, right? Right. Exactly. Like I was the world's best <laughs> yeah. football player. Well, you were going to be the world's best in whatever you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Just like, I decided athlete. to be a baseball. Yeah, yeah. Put skates on him next thing you know. He's <laughs> Mr. Exactly. Minnesota hockey. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think, mm-hmm. and so, but now my assistant and I've we've done some work with uh, CMYSA, the local club, and mm-hmm. we're trying to help, uh, for lack of a better word, professionalize it. But those kids, you, you can't just. The moment the first snow comes in October, yep. give up soccer and then yep. hope you know for spring again. You got to do more uh, if you want to get to that level. But so that that's that's one of our our, our aspirations. We'll okay. get there. Well, obviously, the you know recruiting is the you know the biggest part of creating a program, and obviously it's a unique opportunity for you to kind of start a program from the <laughs> from the ground up. Uh, was there any surprises throughout this whole process, or something you didn't know previously about literally starting a program from scratch? Uh, I got lots of advice, Mm -hmm. you know, lots of friends kind of chimed in with uh, how how I I should go about it. Uh, You know, I didn't know what our team would look like. And so I'm really proud the amazing diversity we have Mm -hmm. right now. But but the city is the the cities are diverse. But as we've learned uh, poignantly in the last couple of years in pockets. Right. So you can go and you can see. Uh, you can see something in the suburbs, and then you can go to the city. I'll tell you this. When we first went to see city high school games, uh, Zach Nyberger, my assistant, he's a South Minneapolis guy, we were thanked by coaches from some of the city high schools yeah. saying, we've never seen a college coach here. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that was nice. I did make the mistake of uh, wearing I wore my school colors. Oh. 
and I wore a red hat. This is a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. People were kind of, oh, what? Mm-hmm. Why is this guy wearing a red hat? <laughs> I still stand proudly by our red hat because of our school colors, but mm-hmm. uh, it was a different different crowd, you know. Oh, to, yeah. to, to see yeah. a team, uh, you know, we watched. Uh, we would see double headers and see uh, one one white kid in 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 four teams, right? There were Hmong teams and African mm-hmm. teams and Latino teams, and it was fantastic. So I think that's really. In my in my hashtag, which has failed to go viral yet, but I still persist, <laughs> new Minnesota college soccer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was not that we were a new program, though we are. It's that we were representative, or we wanted to be representative as an accessible state school of, of what Minnesota looks like now and what soccer looks like. Mm-hmm. So um, our team doesn't look like a, the, the club game you'll see with Edina versus Wayzata, yeah. but it looks it looks very Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. And uh, that's what we hope uh, that's what we hope to continue to do. Well, it's very cool to see you guys give opportunities to some communities that may not see it and yeah. hopefully they can grow their career in the game yeah. of soccer and they can build that in some areas to know that they have something to strive for. Yeah. Uh, that well, that's very We've cool. not been intentional about it at the start. Right. It's just where right. we went on these with yeah, the guys exactly. playing soccer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that interesting my son's team uh, Maplebrook at Maple Grove, you know, there are uh, five white kids, five latino kids, five african kids, right? And that's right. that's a team in mm-hmm. the suburbs of Minneapolis and so, that's that's what that's what the game looks like, and that's what we want to look like. So all the diversity on your team touched about a little bit. A lot of Minnesota players, a lot of people from the Midwest, a lot of international players as well. <clears throat> the international players are an yeah. accident. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, we, what's we the accident there? Well, we have a prominent international population on campus. Right. Right. Um, we we didn't look overseas. These kids were here at community colleges and colleges in 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 Minnesota, and so. Gabe Monahan from England, Sam Costa from Australia, DK Buka from yeah. uh, from West Africa. These guys were all here, and we found them. So we've not intentionally gone overseas, and and that's probably my biggest criticism of college soccer right now is it's over reliant on on foreign players. Right, mm-hmm. and right. and I, I just if you want to build a game in your country, then you have to you have to do it with American broadly defined right. players. And and so when I see teams where it's twenty five foreign guys. Like, don't tell me that's the only guys who want to play. Right, mm-hmm. I don't accept it. So, with a team it. like yours, brand new, uh, you haven't really been able to develop a someone who came in as a freshman has spent his whole four year career here, so they can build some chemistry around the team. Have they been able to mesh quickly, uh, build bonds uh, quickly, and kind of gain that chemistry <clears throat> down? Yeah, they did. You know, in, in COVID, in the yeah. general sort of social distancing lockdown, our guys bonded because. <laughs> They had no other friends, right? right? Yeah, you can. I remember just coming here to this building, right? You, campus was empty and mm-hmm. yeah. sort of a ghost town. And uh, our guys, we had very little problem with COVID because our guys didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't. You if if no one's at the pickled loon or there's not a party at your house, you've greatly reduced the chance <laughs> right. of, of, of getting infected. So for us, for us, it was good. You know, got, gave us a little bit of solidarity, and that was good. And now. Um, you know, I, I was always trying to sort of walk around and preach, preach about our program. But yeah. now it gives our guys an opportunity to get around campus. So um, we we got to to hockey games, we got to baseball games, we got to swim meets. You know, we got to everything. Right. And now in turn, we had our first game the other night. Yeah, mm-hmm. look around. There's women's basketball. There's baseball. There's cross country. There's hockey. You know, yeah. When I, when yeah. I look over, I see the whole hockey staff there. I'm like. Okay, that's progress. Yeah. Um, so I've been pleased that the the athletes have supported each other. Now uh, it's up to us to you know. And I don't think athletics can just expect people to roll up. Right. They've, we've got to make right. an effort to get on campus too. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Huskies supporting Huskies, nothing better than that. And you guys got big. to reach out to the community a little bit, I saw, just uh, this month. I uh, went out to Recori. Yeah, we were in yeah. Recori. We were at Cop House. Mm-hmm. We were, uh, there was a, we did a night walk in, in some of the neighborhoods. Uh, it's been great. You know, the, 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 uh, the local community, they connect to soccer. And, um, you know, uh, Cold Spring does not look like the camp at Cop House, but mm-hmm. there are all kinds of kids excited about it. And so uh, we feel like it's our job to evangelize and mm-hmm. to, uh, to grow our sport. So that we will. <laughs> and this is a soccer community. That was one of the, the main points when the men's soccer team got announced that St. Cloud is a growing soccer community, and it really shows. <clears throat> yeah, because as you know, I'll be... Uh, yeah, my son is a senior at Tech, yeah. so you mm-hmm. know I'm at a lot of high school games. So you gave me credit for getting around last year. You know, I did 99% of that as a dad. It was just convenient that yeah. I happened to get yeah. to places. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. <coughs> you know, I, the Tech Apollo games last year were terrific. Cathedral has a good program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're good players in down in Wilmer, Alexandria, all over Central Minnesota. And so one team, one day, our hope, uh, I hope our roster reflects that. Yeah, that'd be very yeah. cool to see. Of course, it, it takes some time. Now, I want to talk about uh, your, your team this year. Preseason uh, has come to an end, so you've seen your first bit of competition. Yeah. Uh, give us a review of how the preseason go. Did it go as you expected? Uh, some positives, some negatives, maybe? Yeah, number one, weather was good. Yes. <laughs> right? And and I, I say that sort of facetiously, but <laughs> there's nothing like that, you know, 14 days at 104 degrees is right. just absolutely punishing. So the weather was good. We were both at Historic Selkie and at Husky Stadium. Uh, we had three games. We played St. Thomas way too soon. Uh, you know, third day was silly, but you know they've transitioned yeah. to Division One, and that's when they could accommodate us. So uh, what I saw from game to game to game was enormous progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the coachability of the team is super high. And um, we have just, as we did last year, we 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 were not concerned with results, and that 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 time will come, right? Mm-hmm. When you really want to win and lose, um, but we were really concerned with making the guys better. And so, you know, even last night, if you were at uh, Husky Stadium at eight forty-five last night, you'd yeah. see us training hard, and it's been fantastic. One of the things we've instituted: we we train under the lights at night, and uh, th- there's nothing better right now but i don't know if i'll be saying that in november when it's, <laughs> when it gets a little <laughs> chillier out rising, there yeah. but, but it's been fantastic so far so mm-hmm. I, i'm good backdrop at and the support table. we've had from from you know from the bot from heather weems yeah. on down through the department has been terrific right? now, i didn't yeah. know how that was going to be when i first got here um but as i said i am, and i am still it's almost september and i am still undefeated <laughs> that is true. That is very that is, true. I've got to milk that as long as possible. Well, you're still undefeated, and we'll see if you stay undefeated this weekend. So, yeah. uh, Well, if I go 18 game. and 0, then I am a genius. Yeah. <laughs> but let's well, hold our breath on that. Yeah, so big games coming up this weekend uh, in South Dakota, taking on the South Dakota Mines. Uh, what do you think that's going to bring? What challenge is that? And you're joining the GLIAC as, uh, <laughs> as well. Pretty good conference. So a lot of excitement there, I'm it, sure, for the season. It happened, you know, our conference affiliation happened so late that we had to find, uh, you know, we had to find games. So we're doing it hockey. No one in America is doing this. We're going okay. to play two games in two days, which is what hockey does every single week. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And if not for hockey, I wouldn't have even thought, I thought, you know, some people looked at our schedule, well, that's kind of preposterous. So I go, well, if we're driving eight and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Get I'm your money's worth. You guys going to put a lot of miles on this year. <laughs> Absolutely. Like. And mm-hmm. so, and then the GLIAC is interesting. Uh... You know, Michigan, kind of four teams from Michigan and then a scattering of teams. Um, Because of the distance, 
I don't really, we don't really know the guys, right? And they don't yeah. know our guys. We're not, re, we're not in the same recruiting uh, catchment area. So it, it'll be, it'll be, everything will be super new. And, and, and we, when we go there, it's, uh, it's like every road trip is a first. Uh, mm-hmm. Every uh, Olive Garden we go to is a first. <laughs> every stadium is a first. The referees are new. Yeah. He's looking through yeah. the roster. I don't most, know most of those guys. Yeah. Um, everything, right, that you, that you get used to when you're in a conference and you get familiar with places. And, uh, you know, I've been to Springfield, Missouri, 17 years in a row, and we go yeah. to the same restaurants, and it's the same distance to the stadium, and we try and stay in the same hotels. And that familiarity makes the guys comfortable. But th- for this, everything will be an adventure. Yeah, and so, it's going to be a fun adventure to follow along. Uh, the games yeah. uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday at seven o'clock, uh, can watch those on the RMAC network. So is that true? Yeah, yeah. RMAC oh, network. Good, good, good. Yeah. So, so we'll so probably we go to them. South Dakota Mines website. Yeah, the, probably the best way to find that either <laughs> yeah. uh, Google RMAC network or if you mm-hmm. want to go to the South Dakota School of Mines mm-hmm. uh, schedule, you can find a link to that right there. Uh, so so it'd be fun. We'll be watching. Hopefully mm-hmm. you can stay undefeated. I got one more question for you before you go. This is not the first time you've been behind a mic, and it's not the last time uh, you've been behind a mic, or you will be behind a mic. Uh, since you came, you, we were recording these uh, in the studios of KVSE, our student radio station. Uh, talk to us about uh, what what made you become a fan and what eventually led you to be on air a little bit. <clears throat> Heather Weems, my boss, I, I, I didn't know it was a station. I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. I took over Coach Costanzo's office, yeah. wrestling coach, famed wrestling coach. And there was a KVSC sticker <laughs> on uh, on a filing cabinet. And uh, I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. And then I, I Googled it, as, as the young people do, 88.1. Boom, I started listening. And uh, I liked the music. I didn't know who Otto Von Enko was. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay. And I, I mentioned it to Heather, uh, our boss, and she said, uh, you will love Joe McMullen Boyer. You got to meet her. And so I just basically called her uh, for two reasons. One, I just wanted to meet her. Two, I wanted some free stuff. Right. You know, <laughs> right. I went to the website. Don't we all? Oh, yeah. T-shirts and <laughs> yeah. hats yeah. and, and uh, the little speaker and so on. So I was like, well, I can mooch some free gear. And then I, I said, listen, you got to play some more Canadian music. This mm-hmm. is college radio. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's do it. So, you know, every Thursday, it was almost like a as, uh, as a lark, as we say. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Why don't you come on? So I have to guess the Canadian song. I get most of them. The last week I was embarrassed. I did not guess. Um, and my dad's favorite artist. And then uh, I read the sports news, mm-hmm. which seems to be a lot of baseball. It's oh, yeah, this yeah. time of year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But baseball. And then always we try and do some links because yep. there's always yeah. one guy who yep. calls in and complains we haven't covered the links. Minnesota's most successful team. And then uh, and then we talk a little bit about the program. And so yeah. it's more, um, I don't know if you, have you seen the movie Old School? Yeah. 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 At the end. Right, I think Will Ferrell uh, yep. achieves his dream and is the college DJ. <laughs> yeah. So really, it's sort of an old school. You know, I, this, this one of this is probably the best part of my job is getting to be on a college campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, a lot of people go to work with other people their same age, mm-hmm. and so you become old fast if you hang around <laughs> a lot of other old people. Getting to be around the energy. This is why the rebirth of the campus the last couple of weeks has been so fantastic. Oh to yeah. See young yep. people. To see you know two of my sons. Uh, Sam and Matthew are students here, undergrad and in, in, in their ma- in graduate school. To see the energy of young mm-hmm. people and the learning and and the um, uh, the possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of 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 what these people have dreams. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Uh, I think is fascinating. So it's an incredibly it's an invigorating en- energy. And, and as long as I get to work somewhere like there, 
Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, I couldn't ask for a better situation. Yeah. yeah. You know, so this is my dream. Young. We're keeping you young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's been a while since I've gotten free stuff. <laughs> oh, well, well, we'll get maybe you after some. this we'll yeah, I only need some. so many plastic cups. <laughs> oh, oh, try. we just oh, got we a new just got shipment, a new order so, in. So, oh, yeah. so, <laughs> we'll help you out. We'll help you out. Uh, shameless plug, that mm-hmm. is on Thursdays in the afternoon during your afternoon news watch program. 12.15 roughly, you'll hop on air. So if you want to listen to Sean Holmes on the radio... Tune into KVSC uh, Thursdays at noon, around 12.15. Not this Thursday, because I'll be on a bus. Yes, that is very true. Hey, best of luck this weekend against uh, the South Dakota School of Mines. Have fun on that that road trip across all of South Dakota. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully you can stay undefeated. So thanks for taking some time today. Thanks, fellas. It's going to be fun. Huskies Game Prep Podcast coming up after the break. Joey and I will preview what's going to happen, including that soccer match against uh, South Dakota School of Mines. That's coming up next. Hey, Huskies fans, make sure you download the new SESU Huskies app. Yes, you heard that right. There is a new SESU Huskies app. You can follow your favorite Husky athletic programs like you have never done before. I'm clicking through the app right now, and right on the homepage, I'm seeing the most recent stories from St. Cloud State. I'm seeing a schedule for every team. You can buy tickets on there. It even gives you interactive maps so you can know where to go when you come to a St. Cloud State athletic event. It also helps you figure out where to park as well. Parking, that's a big thing when you come to St. Cloud State University. Let me tell you what, this app has everything, and you can personalize it to follow whatever team or teams that you want to. If you want to follow St. Cloud State Baseball when that season comes around, a couple clicks on the app, boom, you know everything about the team, and that is the same for every single athletic program that St. Cloud State has to offer. So go download the new SESU Huskies app, and don't miss a beat on Husky Athletics. Let's get back to the podcast. Very fun conversation with uh, the new head coach of the men's soccer team, the first head coach of the men's soccer team here at St. Cloud State University, Sean Holmes. That's a great addition to this uh, athletic uh, coaching staff. Definitely. A lot of fun, uh, and obviously you could see his personality show through yep. in, in talking with him, and we've got to know him over the past year or so. He likes to come down to the radio station here on campus and uh, read some sports every once in a while, and uh, he's just so fun to be around. He likes to throw some jabs every once in a while, too. So. He does. Uh, we are on the <laughs> The, the blunt end of some of those jabs yeah. and, and we're not complaining always fun to go back I'll and say, forth and, if you're around Sean Holmes make sure you have your hair done because if yes, you yeah. come just like straight out of bed he will make fun of you for it and, and if you're so. wearing a sports team shirt on you better have your knowledge on that sports team I've been <laughs> he will tested hammer you. I, I, he's got the bandwagon radar flowing every once in a while and he'll catch you mm-hmm. and he knows a lot not just about soccer but pretty much every yeah. sport you can think of uh, so very fun to talk uh, to him he's uh, going to kick off his inaugural season with the men's soccer team uh, very, very soon. Actually coming up this weekend on Friday and Saturday they have their first uh, two regular season matches. Uh, They're going to fuel up the bus. They're going to go all the way to Rapid City, South Dakota to take on the South Dakota School of Mines. Now I have some ties to South Dakota and from here to South Dakota, you got to go all the way across the state. So that's quite the tre- the trek. And as we go through this preview, uh, you'll, you'll hear that yeah. uh, a lot of these teams are going to be traveling around uh, the country, uh, and why not? Yeah, I mean, we, we had a year off. You know, yeah. Everybody was cooped up, and now they get the chance to really take on the country. So I guess it's uh, Huskies taking over the U.S. 
Taking over the U.S. Uh, yeah, let, this year. Let them see the world a little bit, <laughs> yeah, uh, as not? opposed to being cooped up in uh, just one spot. So very excited for them. So they are going to Rapid City, South Dakota for their first two matches, Friday at 7 o'clock, Saturday at 7 o'clock as well. Uh, you can watch that on the RMAC network. St. Cloud State University has the NSIC network. You can tune into it on the RMAC network, and I know we'll be watching uh, mm-hmm. We'll be watching those matches, and we, we wish the best of luck to uh, Coach Holmes and the rest of his program. Absolutely. So they'll be heading out to uh, South Dakota, as you mentioned. Uh, The women's soccer team, uh, they're going to be headed to uh, Old Houghton, Michigan. So they're going to make a little bit of trek, but they're going to head the other way. So they're going to head east, and uh, that's correct, right? Okay, good. I got my compass down. you'll learn. I I didn't know Calgary was in Canada for (laughs) the beginning of the show, and now uh, we know some things about geography and some things just go over our heads. So Michigan is east. East. Yeah, we got that right. Northeast. Yeah, I mean, okay. we got to start on the, the you know the right path. So yeah, so women's soccer hitting the road September second to take on Northern Michigan, and that's going to be their regular season opener. Game's actually going to be in Marquette, Michigan, but uh, you know it's also held in Houghton, Michigan, uh, on Saturday or Saturday September fourth. They'll take on Michigan Tech in Houghton, Michigan. Yep. So a little bit of a tournament for them. Oh, not really tournament. So, but so just, they're going from September second mm, in Northern yeah. Michigan. Uh, good program over there. Uh, usual competition for the women's mm-hmm. soccer team. Uh, that game's in. Marquette, not Marquette, Wisconsin. Some more geography there for you. Uh, and then after that, uh, they go to Houghton, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so you can watch the, those matches as well on uh, on uh, on the 2nd, which is a Thursday, and on uh, Saturday, which is September 4th. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's give you a roadmap on how you can watch that. So it's mm-hmm. on our uh, it's on a stretch live streaming platform. And I would say, we, we talked about this, the best way to get yeah. to that is to go to the Northern Michigan uh, Women's Soccer schedule on their website Mm -hmm. and then right there you can click on the uh, watch live tab it'll take you right to it do the same for uh do the same for uh uh, michigan tech as well you know every school kind of has their their way to stream so that's the best way to do it i i I don't believe we're gonna have a link up on ssu uh, huskies.com so that's why we're kind of right so just Just go directly just kind of follow the roadmap (laughs) yeah Uh, you'll be able to watch Mm -hmm. it we'll tune into it as well we'll talk about it next week on episode two of uh, huskies uh, game prep podcast by the way Game yeah. times September 2nd against Northern Michigan, 2 o'clock, and then uh, on the September 4th, 10 a.m. Those are central okay. standard times. So Good. 2 o'clock, September 2nd, 10 a.m. September 4th. So get up, eat some cereal, watch the Huskies take on Michigan Tech. I like that plan. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm going to put that in my schedule. <laughs> hey, speaking of Houghton, Michigan, the volleyball team is going to be right there with the women's soccer team. Uh, the volleyball team is going to hit the road to Michigan Tech. They're the host team of the uh, Keweenaw Tournament. This is uh, the first time in a while that St. Cloud State, the volleyball team, has been over there for this tournament. Uh, Very exciting stuff. So there's another team that's going to travel, hit the road. Uh, First match is Thursday, September 2nd against UW Parkside. From there, they'll take on two matches on September 3rd against two powerhouse programs, Northern Michigan and the host team, Michigan Tech. And then they wrap up the Keweenaw Tournament uh, on September 4th, which is Sunday against Lake Superior State. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Michigan Tech came here in 2019 as well. Yeah. St. Cloud uh, had their own invite in 2019. Yeah, so it'll be a a little bit of a rematch between those two teams. And Michigan Tech, they've made some pretty deep runs in the NCAAs as well. Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech won two in their conference in volleyball. So those are teams you could see later on in the year, and it's a great time to take on some really tough competition right out of the gate. Now there's a couple of ways you can follow along with these uh, volleyball matches, the Keweenaw Tournament, uh, from a St. Cloud standpoint. Uh, If you 
are in the car, you want to listen to the matches on the radio, uh, Jake Bedell from KVSC is going to go to Michigan to cover mm-hmm. the St. Cloud matches. Uh, he'll have the call for all of that action on the KVSC Sports Stream. To get that at, all you got to do is go to kvsc.org, go underneath the Sports tab, and you'll find a link to it right there So uh, on uh, Thursday the 2nd. Two matches on the third, and then one on the fourth. You can listen to Jake Bedell on the KVSC Sports Stream uh, right there under the Sports tab on KVSC.org. Or if you want to watch them, do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go to that Stretch Live platform, uh, and the best way to go there, go to Michigan Tech, uh, their volleyball schedule, and there is a Watch Live link yeah. over there. Definitely listen to Jake Bedell, though, too. Great volleyball knowledge from yes. that guy. Yes. He's going he's gonna to have everything you need uh, from KVSC. So uh, excited for him to go out there. He's going to be making some trips as well. He's going to be putting some miles on uh, uh, Because under his uh, name. after Michigan, yeah. they Seattle. go to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're heading uh, literally coast-to-coast pretty much in their first two preseason tournaments, but it's good news. So, you know, a lot of these Husky athletic teams are on the road, Sam, but uh, we'll have some fun here yeah. in central Minnesota. you got the SCSU cross-country team. They open up their season against St. Ben's on September 4th. That's at 9.30 in the morning. It's going to be right here in St. Cloud. So, so hopefully of, yeah. the cross-country team can get some uh, revenge uh, for the women's soccer team after that 1-1 draw. Oh, you're going to have to, yeah, right? I, I, that that cross-town cross college rivalry, uh, mm. something you don't see too often. I think we're building a mini one uh, really? here from, oh, from St. Cloud State and uh, the College of St. Benedict's, at least uh, the men's soccer team. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it next week as well, but they're going to take on the College of St. John's here pretty soon mm. as well. So I the more the merrier, right? I'm thinking we're kind of building a rivalry here with St. John's, St. Ben's. Well, you know, and that's what I, I really enjoy about St. Cloud State Athletics too, because we play in the same conference, a lot of these other teams in Minnesota, like Duluth is just the, yeah. the easy one. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we don't beat them in hockey every every time. We can get them in volleyball. We almost did we the last time, yeah. <laughs> We can get them in volleyball or we can get them in, the, in another sport to find some revenge so you can uh, maybe sleep a little bit more peacefully right. that night. Mankato's another so, school like yeah, that, too. Yeah, absolutely. And we get to play them this year. Right. Uh, they're coming to the Herb, I believe, right? Uh, I think they, so. They are not. They we, are not. We are going We're down going to the there. Verizon Center. Oh, we'll beat them either way. Yeah, either way. <laughs> it, it, it'll be a lot of fun uh, yeah. when, when all that comes around between mm-hmm. the Division II athletics facing off against familiar schools mm-hmm. with the Division One athletics doing that as well. So there's our preview of what's coming mm-hmm. up this weekend. Of course, not a lot of action at home besides cross-country against St. Ben's. But again, we want to remind you when that action does come back to St. Cloud State University, go get your tickets. And the best way to do that, uh, you heard it earlier, SESUtickets.com and mm-hmm. You can also get them on the uh, new and improved SESU Huskies app. Yeah, I love that app, by the way. It's got everything you need for any sport here at St. Cloud State. So we'd love everybody. Go out, get your tickets. Come on. Let's fill every venue here on the campus of St. Cloud State. You had a year off. Uh, uh, You weren't able to go to any sports. Why not do it now? Yeah, it's going to be so so much fun. The atmosphere is going to be electric in a lot of these venues and and places. I know uh, me and you are very excited to get out there and just, you know, you, you feel like you're back. You just feel like you're back yes, at home. Yes. Like it, everything's right in the world. I mean, there may, there may be some restrictions yeah. uh, here and there, but I mean, if that's the you price know. to pay to, to mm-hmm. watch uh, our Huskies go back at it, you got to do it. Uh, you got to do it. <laughs> uh, it, should, yeah. it should be a lot of fun. So, again, SESUtickets.com or the new and improved SESU Athletics app mm-hmm. uh, should be a lot of fun. So, this has been the first ever episode of the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. Sam mm-hmm. Getzinger. Yep, Joey Erickson. A lot of fun, and This Sam. has been a lot of fun, yeah. and uh, we're, we're going to do this uh, every week. Mm-hmm. And so next week, it's episode two. We're going to have another fun conversation mm-hmm. with someone from the athletics department. We'll let you know who that is uh, on next yeah. week's podcast. We'll have to keep you leaning a little yeah, bit. So you got to tune in now. 
Right. I mean, you have to. Everything we'll preview. We'll give you the results and the recap of what happened, mm-hmm. and we'll preview everything that uh, is going to happen in the following week mm-hmm. as well. So, Joey, uh, thanks for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. I think this is going to be a, a fun podcast to do throughout the year. Absolutely, it will. And uh, I get to do it with you, so nothing better, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks, brother. We'll, See you next week. Uh, yeah, we'll do it next week. This has been the Huskies Game Prep Podcast.